welcome to Deep Soul Divers Astrology. I'm Karma Turner Schott, and I'm your host, and I'm excited today. You know, we're right in Mercury retrograde, uh, lots of communication and issues going on, technology, people feeling a little bit maybe blocked energy-wise, but it's going to be over soon. On January 1st, we'll help feel a relief, and I'm really excited today to have a friend and someone that I met who has an amazing uh, spiritual journey and a podcast out there that we're going to talk about today. So I'm going to go ahead and welcome him to the show, Trey Downs. Welcome. We'll bring you in. How are you? Good, Carmen. Thank you for taking the time and having me on. Thank you. Yes. So, you know, we got we got a lot of people listening and, you know, we're not just astrology show. You know, we really focus on anything that's spiritual. And and I really, you know, when I was on your show uh, this past year, I really felt like we connected and had some things in common. You know, even our birth charts, both Aries moons, uh, both got some Taurus energy and uh just both like to teach and learn and and do this spiritual business. So I'd love to hear more about how you got on this journey of what you're doing. And, you know, where were you before and, and what led you to this path? So it, oh, I was just thinking <laughs> about this like the other day, speaking with a good friend of mine. We were kind of talking about it because his story kind of intertwines with mine in a way that is very unique. And um, I, I give all the credit to his little daughter, right? Um, so and through a tragedy really kind of launched me into spirituality, like doing this, the show geared towards spirituality. I had a good, I was doing the podcast. It was more like business oriented towards entrepreneurship and blue collar workers and just kind of, you know, being motivational for them and, and giving them inspiration to start their own businesses. And my friend from work, his daughter ended up getting sick. She was seven years old. She had some type of virus, which progressed into some type of brain swelling. Oh, and she eventually passed away. Yeah. Um, yeah. So through that tragedy, you know, I go to the funeral, uh, support him through that. And uh, it was just like one of the I don't know. I, I just, I don't wish that upon anyone really. And being a father of three, that really impacted me. And it really, um, I mean, I felt it. I mean, it, it hit me hard and <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it still kind of hits me a little bit, but yeah. it's been five years now. Wow. And right after that happened, like I started seeing my friend, like his grieving process was different. Like it, it if it, I knew if it was me, I would have been in a ditch somewhere, like not really been able to, um, be in society and, and mm -hmm. live my life really. I mean, I think I, I don't know where I would be, but he was, what surprised me was how well he was dealing with it. Mm -hmm. And what I found out later was that he found, uh, an author by the name of Bob Olson who does, um, investigation and mediumship. Oh. And I started reading his books and I started watching his show and um uh, my keyboard's acting up right now it's okay. <laughs> um so i started listening to his content and i really wasn't into that into that realm i was i was a catholic but i i wasn't into spirituality in, in the way that i am today it was a couple of stories that he had highlighted on his show that i started like it, it piqued my curiosity it was about people that were actually 
connecting with the other side and receiving validation from that and evidence from that. And I was, and it was, I was blown away by it. And that led me down different uh, pathways into near-death experiences and Raymond Moody's uh, literature and mm -hmm. some of his books. And then it just progressed from there and it just started accelerating. And then I started getting more guests geared towards spirituality, like Paul Selleck and channelers. And I, I can't explain it, but through her death, like it really opened me up to being more spiritual and questioning what's on the other side, what happens to us. Like, how are these people able to connect with our past loved ones and bring back evidence uh, of a communication of something that they would have no, no, um, no previous knowledge of, right? Like confirming yeah. stories that have happened uh, between the, the relatives that the, the medium has no way of knowing uh, yeah. that, that happened. So, it was through this little girl's death that really projected me in, onto this pathway. And I feel like, you know, she, he, he tells me like he, he has like a yearly um, connection with this medium that lives locally uh, close to him. And he's, and she says that she, Addison was an old soul. And even though she was only here for a short time, sure. she, and she was very impactful on a lot of people's lives. Right. And I, and I feel like I'm, I'm very impacted by that. And and through my show, I can impact others. So through her short life here, I'm able to create something and continue her legacy on and help others spiritually grow and become more aware and conscious of like what it is we're really here and what we're here to do. That's wonderful. Yeah, I, I, that's a great story. It's, 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 you know, from sadness, there's so much healing, you know, that you've been able to bring people through your show and and your show's called the Your Superior Self podcast. Can you tell us kind of how you name that show, and and just some you know some insight about it? What you've been learning on the way? You've interviewed amazing people. I mean, I, I've been watching your your channel on YouTube. Everybody needs to follow him, uh, subscribe. He's got a wonderful guest on there that are just amazing perspectives on you know past lives. UFOs, other realms, spiritual abilities. It's just amazing. So yeah, I'm wondering how you came up with the name and then, you know, what are some of the, you know, your most interesting topics that you like? Like, what are you really resonating with right now? Uh, well, your superior self is named after the Ernest Hemingway quote. Like I was really big into that when I first started self-development reading an Ernest Hemingway, like his, his material, which is so fascinating because like the, his, his ability to describe a scene uh, back in the day, which is phenomenal. I mean, very detail oriented and you felt like it, he, he was taking you there to wherever he was. So he has a quote, I think it is um, true nobility is not being superior to your former man. True nobility is being superior to your former self. And oh. so like that really hit me and I was like, you know what, yeah. let's call it your superior self, like being your superior self. Little did I know, right? Like in the spirituality realm, there's a higher self. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Yeah, that. yeah. There is a superior self somewhere. Right? Yes. <laughs> People call it a uh, higher self, but yeah. But be your superior self, and what does that mean? I mean, you can even you don't even have to be spiritual to try to be your superior self. Whether that's you know you're trying to get better from yesterday, right, or being the best version of yourself. So, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be necessarily spiritual, but I, I take it in that context of spirituality where I try to connect with my higher self and mm -hmm. um, I try to help others do that as well or become conscious to that. Yeah. 
I was looking, you know, when I looked at your chart for the first time, um, you had a lot of that 12th house energy, which in astrology, the 12th house is all about a spiritual path, connecting with the higher power, your higher self, different levels of consciousness. So it really aligns with, you know, your soul mission. You've already pursued these kind of uh, topics and learned them. And now you're kind of bringing it to a more of a practical, um, basic level, teaching it, you know, talking to people, communicating all of these things that you've already kind of lived, you know, in the past when I'm looking at your chart. And and I got a lot of 12th house people that listen in um, from my 12th house astrology group. So, you know, your self note is in the 12th house. So um, I hear that from a lot of people with that placement that they were just drawn to these things. It's like these events in their life triggered and led them to where they are right now, which is your soul mission. You know, you're meant to be doing this stuff. Hmm. And, you know, I hope so. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're so good at it. And, and I guess like what, what has been a topic maybe that, that you're intrigued by that like now that you don't really know why it works, but it works, you know, and that you're you're getting more evidence from interviewing people and hearing their mm, stories. And I think UFO stuff right now because I don't know if it's necessarily UFOs, right? Like from other planets, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I've been reading a lot of Jacques Vallée uh, material, okay, and he's so fascinating. Um, for those, what's he just, say? What's he say about? Well, it? I'm trying. Like I'm just at yeah. the very beginning of reading his stuff. He doesn't necessarily think that it's you know he. He doesn't assume anything. He just kind of lets the evidence speak for itself. Sure. But I feel like he's under the impression that this isn't necessarily beings from outer space, like that it is some type of consciousness that is trying to evolve, right? Like Because throughout time, we've had these stories and myths of fairies and um, mystical experiences that happen like in ireland and over in europe and all throughout the world right um that people cannot explain right so i feel like ufos are kind of similar to that where you see like an influx of ufo stories like 1946 1947 or whatever right sure when that started when that that was like the kind of the the shift in society like towards science fiction Mm-hmm. And you start seeing more and more of UFO stories and experiences, but there's also weird experiences that people can't explain, like just random, like I don't, I don't, uh, like, I mean, even like crop circles, like things like that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, but he compares like crop circles. There's there's examples of crop crop circles and like fairy stories, like back in the day, like in the 1500s in England. So like, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily UFOs. I don't know. But I do be- I do believe that there is something going on at a higher level, like whether you want to call that what Tom Campbell uh, calls a larger consciousness system, which is trying to evolve itself. And maybe people are experiencing these experiences just to wake them up and say, hey, look, there's something more that is going on. Sure. I mean, I mean, there is the, the Fermi paradox, which means there's a high probability that we live in a, in a solar system or universe where there are different planets that can house um extraterrestrial life and why they would come here i don't know but i i mean yeah my thought is and this is what jacques says he's like if they have this technology to come here like why would they crash you know what i mean like they can can travel all these light years to get here and then they crash in somebody's backyard like yeah 
maybe it's yeah, yeah yeah but everybody has a different experience so like who's to say that they're wrong but like maybe sure. it is like this consciousness trying to make us evolve and it's doing it by saying hey look i'm going to crash land a ufo in the back of you in the in the backyard however yeah. you know they're it's just to wake you up it's to kind of question everything what's going on and i just True. i don't know with with everything in psychology as you know and your background yeah. is in psychology there's yeah. a lot of things that program the unconscious or subconscious sure. so like i don't know like throughout the ages like the angel stories the demon stories all of that like is it really that or is it you know uh sub uh, subconscious programming from the times that the zeitgeist that's been going on throughout history if that makes sense yeah i think you're right with the awakening the people that experience these things it's to wake them up i think you know that's what kind of got me studying astrology on my path was when I was 16, I saw that glowing orb in my doorway and no one could explain any, what it was. And that did change my life. And in that same year I had lost my friend, uh, was accidentally shot and killed, um, when I was 16 and by, uh, it was a horrible, uh, accident. Um, but those two things happened that same year and, and it did, it got me on, the astrology path. So, and then just seeing these things, I think makes you have to open up your mind because, you know, if you, if you're really stuck in a certain belief system, you know, like it's wrong to think about these things, it's wrong to study, you know, there's a lot of guilt, I think with religion that kind of makes us feel like these things are bad. And I had to get over that. You know, I struggled with that for a long time uh, to, to say, you know what? No, I, these things are true and they resonate with me and I feel like I'm helping people, but I think everyone has their journey, you know, through those, those lessons, but seeing orbs, seeing UFOs, um, I've met so many people that have had these experiences and and it really did open up their mind. That's what it did. Mm -hmm. I mean, even yeah. AI, right? Like, I mean, yeah. AI, like everyone's trying to demonize this thing. Like, what if it's, what if, like, I think it's a non-human intelligence. I think it, we're building the body right now for AI. And I think it's, I think it's going to be a blessing and a curse at some point. Um, people are afraid of it, but I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for us to see like pure history, you know, like it's going to, it's going to cut through all the bull crap. Right. And, and it's really going to bring forth all the facts that ever happened. Right. And, and get rid of a lot of the the add-on and the takeaways that people have done to history and the stories of that, right? And say, hey, look, it's going to produce all the truth and it can help us progress as consciousness. I think that's the goal here, right? Like why we're here is to, to evolve as a conscious being and everything else is just a story essentially and people's subjective, subjective truths and Who's to say that your truth is better than mine? Like, it's just my experience. And sure. uh, even though I haven't experienced any UFOs, but I, I have experienced phenomena that I can't explain. Like, I'm I'm a big runner. Yeah, I, I like to run in the mornings. And that's the time that I go in med meditation and pray to the universe about signs. And, you know, what is my mission here? Like, what is it I'm here to do? Like, point me in the right direction. Like, I'm here. Uh, and then I'll see things in the sky that I can't explain, right? Like, some people could say, oh, well, that's a, a satellite or something, right? Or a, a, a shooting star or whatever. But like, what are the chances of the probabilities of that happening right when I ask, right? Show me a sign, boom, and it happens. Like, okay, they can say whatever they want to say, but that's, my truth is that I'm connecting with something higher. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. or maybe I'm connecting with my higher self or my superior self. And that's the answer that it's giving me to keep pushing me in a direction that I need to go to help me evolve. And as I evolve, I help others evolve. Yeah. I like that. I, I think you're right. It's, you know, we could be experiencing these things as really our higher self. Um, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, just think about all the redactions yeah. that's that's happened, right? With just the AI, right? And people are just like, oh, AI is going to take over and you're going <laughs> to use the computers against us. And I'm like, all right, maybe, <laughs> right? I don't know. But all the redaction that has happened throughout yeah. the, the, the history, like how many Bibles are there? There's, I don't know. There's so many versions of the Bible out there and all these ancient texts. Like what if they can go back and like piece all the, the puzzles together and we come out and say, hey, look, this is what really happened, right? So, I mean, I think the 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 the, the tool that it's going to be able to be for people and present knowledge in a different way and not be tainted by human sure. um, redaction is going to be a key piece in our evolution. Yeah, I I think I think this is going to take off, and a lot of things are going to happen this next year. You know, because we have uh, the planet Pluto. Uh, moving into Aquarius. So, and it's going to be like a 20 year cycle of, of change. And it's all about technology. I mean, Aquarius is AI, you know, innovation, science, space travel, you know, all this stuff. And I think more and more things are going to happen, especially this coming January, 2024, when we start moving into that Aquarian energy. And I think it's going to, it's interesting. Like, you know, it's really hard for some people, I think, to get out of their mindset. You know, I feel like I'm pretty open-minded and, but I had uh, for work, we had to get some training on, uh, it was for victim advocates, you know, people working with um, survivors or, you know, people that are victims of sexual assault, harassment, things like that. And, and there was a whole, you know, class about AI and like these, these rooms, like these virtual reality rooms and, you know, people that are on these apps and they're having, you know, they're finding boyfriend, girlfriend you know, on apps and they're like AI. They're, you know, they look like people, they they text them, check on them, tell them they love them, you know, like it's like the movie Her, uh, yeah. you see that movie and uh, where he had this computerized girlfriend. So it's kind of like we're, we're in that, like, this is real. Like I'm getting trained for, for work for these things. Um, people are getting harassed in virtual reality rooms. You know, I mean, this is why we got training. You know, how do you train kids, you know, to be safe in the virtual realm? You know, all these things. And it, it makes, it kind of makes my head hurt a little bit because I'm like, whoa, like you have to completely change your mindset about some of these things, you know, and how you train, how you think, how you teach kids, how you, you know, it's really, I think people that are older, I think different generations are having a harder time with some of this stuff open, you know, changing and allowing it to to happen because it's here. I mean, we're in it, like you said. And, and I, I think AI, I know a lot of people, I've only heard a lot of negative about it. And, but I think you're right. There's going to, there's a lot of positive too. Mm -hmm. And yeah, for sure. I think you, you, you always have, to, I mean, let's be yeah. serious here. Like we should be protecting our kids right now. You know, not no. from, from online stuff. And even, know. you know, 10 years ago, we should have been doing that too, because just they're Thank so you. easily influenced. Like their brain is so malleable that, I mean, even watching Disney stuff, right? Like I'm a big Disney fan, but we were oh, just yeah. talking about the cruise that I just went on. Right. And I yeah. feel like 
still got to be careful about what they 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 take in, right? Because Disney picture, uh, Disney Disney portrays a certain archetype, right? Yeah. Princess, prince, living ha happily ever after, right? What kind of influences that play into your kid's life, right? When you when they yeah. grow up and they they can't find a husband or a wife or they don't, it, you know, it, it's just so much there, right? Like you just have to be very careful of and what you uh, put in front of them because like they portray these perfect relationships and mm -hmm. they're kind of like, you know, life isn't perfect like that, you know, that this yeah. is a movie, but they don't yeah. understand that at that age. <laughs> right? They're, looking, yeah. Yeah. they're like, well, <laughs> why is, why is this princess married and living happily ever after in a castle? Like I want that, you know? And it's just kind of yeah. like, well, life is a little different, right? Like, yeah. Um, so, I mean, we should very, we should be very concerned with what they're consuming now. Just it's so there's the brain is so malleable and the subconscious is easily programmed and we're only conscious of a, a, a part of what's happening behind the scenes, like in our unconscious, like you think you're conscious of the unconscious, like that is just a part of the unconscious. Like there are things happening in your life that are a result from your unconscious that you're totally not even conscious of, like, you know what I mean? Oh Yeah. Yeah, like patterns, like subliminal messages too. Like it reminds me <laughs> when I picked my daughter up from preschool, she was like four. And she said, Mom, mommy, what? She asked me, what's a drag queen? And I, and I thought, You're, where did she hear that? I said, oh, honey. I said, where did you hear that from? She said, the B movie. The B movie with uh, Seinfeld, you know, that yeah, it was. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. And the bees, you know, and everything. I said, she said in the movie, mommy, there was a, I had watched that movie with her a ton of times. I never caught the, that, that joke comment. There was a picture in the beehive that she saw, but that's her, like, she's really detail focused. So sure. she noticed that as a kid and to ask me. So I had to explain to her at four years old what that meant. I mean, she, she already knew and asked me. So, and she would ask me all kinds of things like about where do I go when, when I die, what happens mm -hmm. to me, you know, all these kind of deep things. And you're looking at them, you know, you, they act like, you know, she seemed older to me than she really was. And so I kind of treated her that way, which now she's 19. And we talk about that. She's like, I wasn't raised like a normal person. This is what she tells me. She's like, you're kind of a weird mom. <laughs> well, I was weird in a good astrology. way. Right? Yeah. She's like, you know, you told me my soul mission when I was six, you know, whatever. And so we laugh, but but yeah, it's, it's kids are, are so uh, sensitive to that. Well, just think about that too, right? Like, so even like with the Shrek movies growing up, that was Shrek for me, right? And all of the jokes that they had, like not, not saying they weren't funny, they were funny, right? But the, the unconscious program programming that it's doing, right? And that's why I think I was just speaking to a, a guy um, recently on the show about dreams, right? And, and he's like, well, you know, up to a certain point, I want to say like maybe eighties, nineties, whatever. So a lot of dreams now are are more about vampires and zombies. Why is that? It's the movies that we're watching, right? True. That's where I think the UFOs and stuff, like you're letting things seep in unconsciously and then projecting it out into your reality. So yeah. why don't you hear more about UFOs in the 1800s or whatever? Maybe there are. I don't know. Uh, Jacques Vallée has done a lot of research and, and he, I'm reading a book right now of yeah. his um, called Dimensions that he talks about a lot of absurd cases that have happened throughout time and we're not talking about just ufos but i mean yes orbs like to your point earlier in the in our conversation about that's what really changed you an orb in your doorway where there's a lot of orbs throughout history dealing with uh w women 
um, that could be classified as Mother Mary or or the Holy Mother or whatever. Sure. Um, but is that really the Holy Mother or is that our unconscious projecting into this reality, right? And that's what I'm fascinated with. It's like, what is the power behind our consciousness? What can we project into our reality? If we're projecting things unconsciously, what can we project consciously? And how can we change our reality? How can we intentionally change our reality? How can we intentionally manifest things? Yes. How can we go after our desires and create them in this reality? If it's so easy for us to unconsciously produce things, how yeah. hard can it be for us to consciously produce things? That's what I'm really fascinated with. Yeah. I, I It's kind of like when I read The Secret and the movie, and it, it is true, these laws, there's there's universal laws there's a book that I got in metaphysics school when I was taking classes uh, years ago, and it was called Your Life, Why it, is, Why it Is the Way It Is and What You Can Do About It. And it has all the universal spiritual laws, you know, believing and knowing, visualization, you know, all these things. And, and it works. I mean, I, it, I think what it is, is I know I'm just, I get lazy and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and it's like, I know these things, but it's like applying them. You know, like I took this this three years in school of metaphysics to learn all this stuff about the laws of the universe and meditation, you know, how to manifest what you want, believing and knowing that you can manifest things. And they have these exercises we were doing, stuff like that. And and it's you got to apply this stuff to see it work. You know, like like I would love to I would study it and read it and have it in my mind, but then I wouldn't implement it. And so I always try to tell people, you know, you've got to implement these things and and try it out you know, and you have to be consistent with it too. So I'm guilty of not having, not being consistent. Like I'll, it's my go-to when I'm struggling. Like, oh, I know this stuff works, so, but I need to do it every day. And so I'm still working on that to do it every day. And there was uh, this one activity they gave us. It's like, you write a list of 10 things you're thankful for, and it's all things you don't have. Now it doesn't have to be material things. It can be emotional things, you know, spiritual uh, things. And I remember doing this, probably I was maybe 23 when I did it. And, and you write it all down and then you, you know, you do your, you know, it's like goals, but then you get your top 10. Number one is most important to you that you really want. Is it good health? Is it happiness? You know, whatever it is, if you want a new car, you know, they say put a few material things on there. So when it manifests, it's like noticeable. And, you know, like in the secret where the kid wanted the bike, you know, and then he got the bike. So I put all of it down and you put it under your pillow before you go to bed. You read it as if you have these things. So you're like 10 things I'm thankful for. It's not things you don't have. You're already believing and knowing that you're going to have them. And so I did this and you do it every night. And I practice this whole thing. And things start happening that were on my list. Really? And I'm like, oh, yeah. It was so Cool. And I remember at the time, my grandfather, out of the blue, he he asked me to come see him. I went over there and he's like, well, I got something for you. And then he had got me a new car and it wasn't brand new, but it was newer than the, the one I had, which was pretty bad. <laughs> newer than the hoopty I got. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was like a Chevy Silver Lumina. I want to forget four door. And uh, he got it for me. I'm like, well, Grandpa, why, why did you get this for me now? I go, this is so weird. I said, I had this on my my list. You know, and I never told him about the list and that happened. And then something else. Oh, I, something weird. Uh, I, something happened. I ended up getting this job. You know, I was having, I was trying to find, you know, manifest a job that I enjoyed at the time working with teens, you know, back in the day. 
and the whole thing happened. And it's just all these things. And, and so I knew, it, I know it works. And, and I'm always, you know, co- as a counselor and coach, you know, and a therapist, we're really good at giving other people advice, but not taking our own, you know, and, and we're guilty of that. And so I try to take my own advice and, and that's a challenge for me sometimes. So, you know, I'm learning to do that. Like I'm always telling people about Mercury retrograde and I'm always telling people don't start anything new, just, you know, unwind, detach, relax, wait till it's over before you start trying to accomplish things again. And all I've been trying to do since it went retrograde is to try to start writing this book that I got a contract on, try to do all these things that I'm blocked. It's like I'm energy, I'm burned out. I I just can't do it. And then I I realized yesterday, aha, I need to take my own advice. Mm -hmm. I need to wait till Mercury is not retrograde, like I tell everybody else before and not beat myself up, right? And so go with the energy, you know, that's affecting you. And and it'll pass. You know, these that's why I like astrology because it's energy. And so it helps me kind of practically put a I don't know, an image or a a situation, it makes it real, you know, and associate it with the energy of the moon, the cycles of the moon, you know, what's going on with the planets, how they're affecting you and your birth chart. I just see it so accurate. And so I I believe in it so much and I I know it's helped me and, and it's helped other people. So that's kind of the tool I use, you know, that I've always loved. You know, and I've tried, I've studied other things, you know, I did, I'm a Reiki master. I've done energy healing, all this stuff, but I always come back to astrology because it's, to me, it's, it's a science, but it's also energy, just like everything else is, you know? I feel like the entire year has been retrograde. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I remember when you texted me, uh, it was a couple months ago, October was a really tough month, I think is when the energy was real heavy. And there was a lot, I think Scorpio stuff going on, Scorpio energy and a lot of challenging uh, retrogrades. You know, now we're getting out of these retrogrades now. Whew, I can already feel relief. Um, so we're it's getting better, um, and it's only going to get better in January. We're going to feel a lot better. I think it, the the first of the year, I think people notice energy wise, they'll be feeling really different, and it'll be a good time to embrace change and all of these exciting technological things like AI and all this stuff is really going to kick off this next year. I think we're going to see a lot of cool stuff happening and I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, you know, I'm a, I would love to know, you know, what the government really knows about UFOs. I know they release some things and, you know, it's pretty crazy though. If you think about it. It is crazy. Like have you, and I I don't mean to cut you off, but have you ever read any of, um, or listened to Dr. Stephen Greer stuff? No, no. Tell us what's what's his stuff. I need. So, to I mean, he has a couple of books out, and I think a documentary. Uh, just the the concept that the U, the government has like reverse engineered UFOs and essentially does some crazy things um, mm-hmm. with those, right? And and so uh-huh. he, he like he has this theory where I, I I'm just picking this number up. Um, I don't. I think it's like eighty or ninety percent of the UFO contacts or UFO sightings are actually like vehicles or craft that the UFO. I mean, the the government has reverse engineered. So, like, I mean, to yeah. me, that's interesting because that means yeah. that there's a huge cover up. But then it's also like, um, here's this, and I'm not doubting what he's saying, and there may be I some know. truth to it. It's but it's different. like, would the government really let this guy live and talk about it? <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> 
I don't know, man. Like, I mean, he's got a lot of people supporting him and he's got a lot of, yeah, a lot of literature yeah. out there, you know, making this case, but I'm like, well, you know, if they've, if they've taken out a lot of different inventors throughout the years that have produced like alternate energy sources, uh-huh. uh, because they want to keep creating money and, and, and be the most powerful entities in, in the world. Like, why would they let this guy keep talking about what they're doing? Like, I, I don't know. Um, but there's a there's a couple of guys out there that are talking about this right now. There's a guy on Joe Rogan uh, who's a whistleblower. I can't remember his name right now, um, but he uh, is claiming that he was a he was a part of a program similar to that where they have knowledge of this technology that the the government is using that is UFO like or reverse engineered technology that they're using uh, for whatever purposes. And some of it's not really good either. Um, but it's that stuff is interesting to me. It is, it is interesting because, I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense because, you know, if Roswell happened, which I, I do believe it did, I've read a lot of documentaries, so they probably, if they got a hold of the technology um, very well, they could have did a lot of things with it. I mean, you know, there's a lot of, and in secret, and I think also, it, I'm glad you brought this up because I was thinking about this the other day, that it's like in the past, like they never would have this stuff on the news. Like it was so secret squirrel. And, and now it's kind of like, I feel like they want their de- They want to desensitize people to yeah. these, to this because they're, it's on I the think news. They're getting ready because they've created laws for whistleblowers to come out in these yeah. organizations to, to yeah. say, Hey, look, the government's work. You know, I worked on this thing throughout sure. the government and uh, this is what happened. This is what I'm seeing. But I think they're, they're getting ready. I think they're doing this for a couple of reasons. For one, maybe it'd be a, a scapegoat or something like that, where they're yeah. saying, oh, we didn't have knowledge, right? The president of the United States doesn't have this top clearance. I'm like, how does he not have clearance? He's the, the, the head of the country, man. Like, <laughs> There's like top secret and there's cosmic secret. And I guess this is cosmic secret to where only a select people of, of government know about this, this these programs. And it's like, yeah. I think it's like, all right, they're going to say, oh, well. You know, it's a scapegoat to saying, oh, well, we didn't know about that. So we're just bringing yeah. this out now. Don't blame us. We've created yeah. these yeah. anti-gravity vessels that we're using to traffic individuals, <laughs> you know what I mean? And run drugs. But it's crazy. Um, it is crazy. It just makes you think about like, what? What's going well, on? I mean, look at if you think something happened because, you know, I hear stories. My grandfather tells me, you know, he was tipping out houses. Okay. My grandfather's like 80 cent right now. I'm like, okay, they were living in, they had outhouses. Okay. And now look at where we are like in such a short time. I mean, everything just kind of exploded technology wise. I mean, I I mean, growing up, you know, it's so different for me because you're around my brother's age. I think I'm maybe, you know, maybe when I seven years old, six years old or something. But it, when I was growing up, you know, we hadn't, and no technology. We had TV, but I never watched TV. I was out at the creek in the woods, you know, climbing trees, playing basketball. Like I was never home. And and then as our our kids are growing up on devices. I mean, my niece and nephews, you know, they're always on the iPad watching shows, doing all this. It's like a totally different world sure. than than we were growing up. I mean, we like to me that was normal. But then I look at like now and I'm like, but we all just adapted to it. Like we're just doing it. Like we're so, we're so attached to the phone and all this stuff. And I've always been a little worried. Like I'm not a prepper, but I, I used to be 
into the conspiracy theories and stuff. And I, and I had to stop because it gets into the negative and I'm trying to be positive, but I'm like, I need to grow my own food. I need to be, you know, have a, have enough to survive in my basement. You know, I have that part of me that comes out when I hear these things or see these movies and the I ego, the ego pops in. Right. But ego. if you think about it though, right. I mean, look, I don't want to experience death. Right. But yeah. at the end of the day, if I'm really believing what I'm preaching here about that, we are a spiritual entity a consciousness mm -hmm. that we are not the body that, Hey, look, if, you know, something happens and it's out of, it's out of my control, like it is what it is. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. And that I'll continue um, past this body or past this persona, this spiritual being of consciousness that will, you know, that is infinite, right? Or I shouldn't say infinite. Maybe I'm infinite. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like I'm infinite right now, but like if I am eternal, if I am never non-dying, then, you know, it, this is a huge lesson. Let's not repeat this in, in our next life. Let's try to be better, you know, but to your point, I mean, technology has exponentially increased and developed and gotten better. I mean, I had three channels growing up, you know, now my kids have, sub have subscription to like all the major movie apps and they can watch whatever they want, whenever they want. But I it's, know, also, right? <laughs> it's also a negative because it's like they, they lose connection with mother Gaia, mother earth and, yeah, um, you know, there is a difference like, you know, and it sometimes it does take for me, like, I love the beach. I love the ocean. I love being close to that energy. And what's sad sometimes is that it takes me having to go there to shake me out of this, like this um, pattern that I'm in, that I'm always connected. And that's when I can really fully be in the moment and like present and yeah grounded and feel an energy that is outside of myself that if you want to call that mother earth sure. or Gaia, like I can feel it more closely when I'm at these locations. Sure. It's true. It's true. I, I think, you know, getting back into nature, I mean, because we're so we've become, we've have become very technological. So I think, I think the key is to be able to balance it and, and to take care of the earth, but also spend time in nature and and enjoy technology as well you know being able to balance it um like i'm always on I, I realize how much i'm on my phone how much i'm on you know doing stuff on the computer like i'm on the computer all day sure. and all the time and and for me i like the water too and i like the mountains you know i love you know sedona going to sedona arizona is where i've been able to kind of that's where i reconnect and just being and that energy there with the vortexes has been, it's just amazing. Um, but then I come back to Illinois, you know, the Midwest, it's like. It's cold uh, as I don't know what right now. You're just <laughs> like inside, don't want to go outside. It gets dark yeah. at five o'clock or like, I don't know what it is. I just feel like going to bed when I get in the, in the yeah. house at five 30, cause it's dark out and it's cold. And it's like, Oh, I know, I know, you know? it, it really everyone has their, their place, you know, that is best for them to live. I mean, and this is, can be seen in your chart, like we call it astrocartography. And so the play, you know, where you have good luck uh, with career, some places are better for you to live with your job, you know, locations, uh, longitude, latitude, based on your chart, your birth really? chart. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you tell me that last time? Cause I feel no, like no, I probably, didn't talk, we didn't talk about that last time. I feel like I'm best to... suited for Hawaii. <laughs> It probably, it probably is. You probably got a major transit line going through Hawaii, but, you know, I really got interested in this um, because, you know, we were military families, so we moved all the time and there were some places I just could not get a job. And it was like my career just, I was stuck. I couldn't get jobs, you know, 
because I had to give up my jobs and move around so much. And then other places, it was just like so easy. And I would always, you know, easily get a job. I would get astrology would grow. I would have more people interested in my astrology business. And then other places, it's like it was dormant. Like, I just want to leave here. And like the energy would feel so heavy in certain places I lived, you know, and other places I felt more alive and happy. And and so it really does affect you. And, and um, you know, I tried to get a book a book published for a long time. And an astrologer friend of mine, you know, he looked at my astrocartography chart and he's like, well, no wonder, uh, you know, that publisher is has been good luck for you because I had some major line going through uh, London, England and for my career and stuff. And and so that's where a lot of my I have three books going to be published with that. And they're in England. So that things like that you can see and and where you would feel happy and safe and where your relationships would be good. Sometimes where you feel comfortable isn't the best for your career, though. You know, it's like you'll feel comfortable there. And, and happy, but you may not be able to get the job you want, right? Or something like that, you know? That's so um, amazing that you can see that. That's just so fascinating to me. Yeah, it's called astro an astrocartography chart. And, um, you know, and there's tons of sites that you can get one or, you know, or I could do one for you. But you just, uh, you know, put your chart on top of the world map and it shows you, you know, all these lines. It's kind of like ley lines, you know, mm-hmm. these energy, it's energy, these lines that come through and match your energy, which is your birth chart, which is your soul mission. It's your soul there, you know, your birth chart, your soul. So how it relates to the whole world in different locations. It's really cool. Um, and oh, I've wow, seen that. Work. I've seen that work. That is, it's nice to do that. It's like relationships too, you know, um, you know, who you're compatible with, you know, who you work well with, who you make, you know, good friends with, you know, you can see these patterns and like I, when I meet people, it's like, you know, when you just click with someone or you just, there's something astrologically that I always can find of why. And, and then if you kind of have some difficulty, uh, I can see that too, you know, in a chart and uh, try to help people. But it's so fascinating that you can see all this information and data from our, our charts, right? Like, it's just so fascinating to me because it always brings me back to that question of like free will and like, of autonomy like uh-huh, if you can uh-huh. see these in our charts like what is it about like is there free will there is i think there is but i do believe in destiny so i think this is what i think just knowing how accurate astrology is and it's scarily accurate so to me i know it's you can't change it so there's things that are going to happen regardless or you have these traits these strengths these inclinations these this reactions, energies, right? Talents that you bring into this realm. But I think we have free will in the sense that we choose to come here. You know, we choose when we're born for all the energies and the alignments and everything to be uh, right for us and our soul and what we're wanting to learn. And I believe we, we come back with soul families, you know, people we've had other lives with before we meet them again. You know, everyone we're meeting, we've known before. It's like, we're here to learn. It's like a school. So in a way we do have free will because we chose to come back. Now I do believe that I didn't used to believe that because I used to say, I don't want to come back. Why would I want to come here? And, Oh, I want to be done. I want to get it right. And I want to, you know, never have to come back. And I used to, you know, study all that stuff and wanted to be perfect and, and do everything. I realized I'm human, you know, we're, we're human. Our soul is perfect, but we're in a, in a material world. And, And no matter what we do, we have karma. So 
you're going to mess up. You know, you're not going to do everything right all the time. So I learned that was too high of a standard. And I'm like, oh, I already messed up. I'm going to have to come back again, right? So I believe that we choose to come back and and that we want to. And then people are like, well, why do you believe that? Well, I think we come back because of love, because of feelings for people that we care about. Because I think when we're in the soul form, we don't think with our conscious mind, like we think from the heart, the higher self, and like we want to come back and help. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. And that's why we keep coming back. Sure. I've heard it all though. Like just, I mean, I'm sure you have to like sure, uh, sure. that the earth is a trap for souls and yeah. the reincarnation trap and all yeah. of that. Right. Like, I mean, ultimately what it comes down to is like, I'm not going to have that knowledge as, as trade downs in this human form because I'm, I'm not on the other side or I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I can only go with what feels right to me. That doesn't feel right to me. No, um, me there either. are some every near death experience that I've researched is in the the normal curve of a yeah. bell curve. Everyone is speaking about the love and and the the goodness that's on the other side, and that uh, they have a mission to come back. But then people are like, you know, the one offs that say, "Oh, well, I didn't have that experience." It's they're trying to push us back into Earth, and and it's a trap, and. They tell you you have to come back because your mission, but it's really, you know, they're trying to trick you into coming back. I'm like, I don't believe that at all, man. Yeah. I think that we are sentient beings and that um I I am an I am a conscious being and I make conscious choices, right? Like I feel like if I'm over on the other side, um and you know, if it is a if you know, if it is a trap, whatever. Like I'm gonna make the best of this. You know, like I'm a human, I'm gonna live this life the best that I can possibly. Yeah. But to your point of us being human, we're going to make mistakes. There's going to be things that happen uh, sure. that are outside of our control, just chaos mm-hmm. theory and things like that. Yeah. We sure. do the best we can and we learn from that and we progress. Yeah. And, you know, and I was just thinking in the back of my mind about what you're talking about with uh, pads and kids watching pads and their attention. It's like, how do you come here and have uh, a more um, profound experience? It's like through your attention. It's like, if you want to do certain things, focus on those things and work your butt off to achieve those things. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has different theories about manifestation. Like, oh, you you know, you have to say to certain things. You can't say certain things. You, you, you have to focus your energy and then let it go. I feel like if you have a pull in your heart uh, for those things and have like a, a burning desire in your heart to achieve it, and you focus all of your attention on it, like it will happen, whether that's in relationships, like if you want to be a better husband or a better wife, like focus your attention on your relationship. Don't yeah. be afraid to not, to not look at the, the shadow. Don't be afraid to look at your trauma, like go in there, like with the, with the attention to do these things and it will happen for you. If you want to create a business, same thing, put your attention on it. If you yeah. want to go, um, you know, binge watch Netflix, <laughs> you know what I mean? And watch an entire season of the office. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do that and you'll be successful. But because we live in this dense reality and this is just Trey Downs' opinion is that it's very dense and we have time and you're here. If if everything manifested instantly, you'd get tired of this place. Like, that's just my thought. I'd be like, oh, well, why am I even here, man? Like, uh, okay, I want this. Boom, here it is. Yeah. I feel like if you really want something, it will come naturally in its own time. And don't stop giving up on that, like push yeah. through it, you know, keep going, keep going, keep, you know, get outside of your comfort zone. Why did I start running? Because it hurts and it sucks. And if <laughs> I can push through that 
it yeah. just expands my abilities and expands my uh, perseverance to do other things. And it carries over to my life. Like when I have 300 episodes of a podcast, like it's not easy. Like it's not easy yeah. at all to do this. A lot of work. Yeah. A lot of work, as you know. Yeah. But it allows me, you know, running that perseverance carries over into my podcasting to where I keep going because I know my desire, my personal record, my PR is yeah. at this goal and I want to obtain this goal. So I'm going to keep going and, and have my attention focused on that and be the, I guess, conscious creator that I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. I do believe, I believe that our attitude, our, how we see things is what helps us, you know, thinking positive and, and also putting effort in, like you have to work, you have to work hard to get, get where you want in life. Not everybody gets things handed to them easily. And some of that I see in, in people's charts um, where I think they chose to come in and, and have to learn certain things where I've met some people, they just have such luck at career success when they're young and it just, they just walk into these jobs and these promotions and high, just at an early age. Then I see other people that have worked their whole life to, to reach, you know, uh, retirement or what they want, but then, you know, their mission is other things, you know, so I can kind of see, that's why I like astrology because I see that we chose, we chose it, but also it's in the soul record. So these are all, everything happening in our life is timing. And, and all astrology is, is looking at timing, looking at all this, but it's also looking at our free will. Like, you know, are we moving forward, uh, doing things we want? So like, uh, a quote that a teacher told me once was, you know, God helps those who help themselves. So it's like, if you, you know, people pray and they ask for signs and they, they do all of this and they don't get it or they don't see it. It doesn't mean that, you know, sometimes I think the universe, God, source, whatever, they need us to take steps and an effort into that, that path. And then we start seeing things manifest, right? But it's like, if you just, you know, pray and nothing happens and you lose faith and you don't, you give up, well, God didn't answer my prayers. That's not, that's not what it's about. So that quote really helped me. Like God helps those who help themselves. Like, yeah, like I, I got to put effort into this. Like I'm, I got, I can't just expect it just to you know, manifest, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like. Well, I mean, people, you know, a lot of like, I think Abraham Hicks is like, oh, you don't have to put effort into it. But I don't, I mean, maybe some people don't. Uh, maybe. I don't know the answer. <laughs> I know that Trey Downs has to put effort into it because that's, just, yeah. that's my journey here is I've always yeah. been, I'm a blue collar guy. I'm going to put effort into it. I've been, sure. I've been taught to work hard. Yeah. And there have been instances in my life where I didn't put the effort in and I, mm -hmm. I see the direct result of that. It's not the the finished product that I want. Um, sure. you know, I call effort will, you know, if I can put my willpower behind something, then the, the better the result will be, you know, thy will be done. Um, yeah. I feel I would just, I don't want to be, I don't want to be expect, like, I don't want to expect things to happen just because, right. Like I want to know that I worked hard for that. So that way I can cherish it that much more. Like I, I expect, and maybe it's a, you know, going back to belief systems, maybe that's why the journey has been so hard, right? Because I believe it to be, maybe it is, but there's also some, some pride in that, that, uh, that I put a lot of effort into developing and creating something. And then like me, um, appreciating that at the end of the road and saying, look what I've created and being able to look back on that and just have this sense of 
fulfillment and purpose. And my dog's get, going crazy right now because somebody's pulling up to the house. <laughs> That's all right. Can't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think, you know, people, there's a big um, debate about effort and intention. And I, and I think they're both kind of the same thing. Sure. We've got about three minutes left. It go it goes quick. That's it. Um, I know. But, you know, I was, you know, just everything you're saying and, and just, you know, getting to know you a little better. You definitely, you know, you have that Aries moon, um, which I have as well. And, and Aries moons, like, they're all about like challenge, you know, um, challenging themselves like the, your comment about running. Yeah. And they like, it's like they come alive when there's competition. They come alive when someone tells them they can't do something. Like, oh my God. Don't tell, don't tell me yes. that. Cause then I'll do it. It's like, I know. Like, I'm going to prove you wrong. Yes. What? You don't think I, that's it. I can't do something. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> I know. Right. And just hold on a minute. Yeah. So Aries, they don't, their work, they are uh, motivated and they are self inner motivated with an Aries moon. You know, you push yourself from within and then you've got that Taurus, you got a lot of Taurus energy, which is, you know, planning and, and patience and working hard and, you know, in the daily practical life and, you know, all those things. And then, you know, I think, you know, and then I can see in your chart why you like water, because you have a lot of planets, a stellium there in the fourth house of cancer, which is the house, uh, you know, the moon rules cancer, the moon rules, you know, it's a water, water house. So water is going to heal you being near water, being near the ocean, you know, all of that I can see in your chart as well, but just basic stuff, getting to know you a little bit, but yeah, don't tell an Aries moon, they can't do something. And, and we're the, we're the most resilient moon sign, uh, in my opinion, um, because we'll go through these, these challenges, but you know, we don't give up, we don't give up. So we got one minute left. Tell everybody how they can find your podcast and, and, and find you. Sure. Uh, head over to YouTube, uh, search your superior self, or you can go to my website, tradedowns.com. Uh, Instagram, I'm, you know, I post some things. It's a little bit more, uh, I like to be able to save those photos and archive. So when, you know, I, I'm, you know, looking back on photos from the kids, you can follow me there at, uh, T downs 80. Uh, but other than that, everything's on YouTube, essentially. YouTube. Yes. His join, uh, follow his channel, subscribe. You won't, you will not, um, you will not regret it. There's a ton of great interviews and, and people and authors and different topics, UFO, spirituality, all these things, near-death experiences. So Trey, thank you so much for, for coming on. And I really enjoyed uh, talking to you and, and connecting with you again. It's always a pleasure to be here with you, Carmen. I, I think every time I learn something new and we're definitely going to have to reconnect for a live on my show and then talk more about the, the positional uh, energies and astrology and how it works for us. Yes. Would love to. Well, you have a happy holiday and to all the listeners, everyone watching in the chat, thanks for joining us and happy holidays. Happy new year. We'll see you in, in 2024.